Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing. You're locally owned and uh, oh, lo, excuse me, locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote uh, and for all your roofing needs. Call S and S Roofing. We're live at the warehouse today, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. In fact, price is so low it's well worth it for you to battle a little construction on Third West. They are open and still helping you out, um, and uh, worth the wait if you've got to battle through it a little bit. Uh, they'll they'll take extra special care of you. 1825 South, three. 100 west it's the warehouse we're going to talk to tim mccomb coming up here momentarily my co-host on jazz pre half and post game coverage and uh, our good friend yeah i mean it's always good to talk with tim yeah it'll be uh curious in fact let's uh, jump out to the zone phone joining us now as i mentioned my co-host on jazz pre half and post game coverage he's the coach coach tim lacombe what's going on tim oh man just uh Wild day and excited that it's almost five. I'm I'm headed to the barn, bro. All right, is are it? Are you are you on a dead run like uh, the horses usually are? Once you hit fifty, you're done with the dead run. You're kind of just making your way there, right, Gordon? <laughs> just making your way there. A slow trot. Oh. All right, Sorry. slow trot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, Mike Conley hamstring. How important was it that the Jazz wrapped the series up last night to get a little rest? I, I don't know if you can, you know, put a value on it. I think the veteran nature of this team really kind of showed last night. felt like, you know, they seized the opportunity. And uh, there was no question that they were ready. And, you know, the execution was I thought was as good as we've seen in some time on both ends. I think the, the story of the series really to me is how progressively um, they, I mean, where John Morant was, a, he was a, a problem in that series, but he became less and less of one. And I think uh, slowly the Jazz did a good job of kind of understanding what he really wants to do, um, trying to slow him down as best they can. But just, a, I thought, a really, really impressive performance and definitely – could use the rest. It sounds like, you know, a couple, uh, you know, days here where they can kind of uh, rest, rehab, and get ready for the next game, uh, next series. So, Tim, as you observe what's going on with this team, have you grown more sort of optimistic about how far this team can go? Well, I don't know if, if it's possible. I, I, I said early on, you know, that, if they continue to share the ball and shoot the ball like this, you know, in the way they guard, I mean, I think that's the piece of this that's the constant there. You know, Rudy is so good and everybody else has played, uh, you know, the majority of the season together. They've got a great synergy together. Um, but I, I, I told Jake from the beginning, man, I, I think it's one step closer to a parade. Um, I, I've been one that said when Ryan bought the team that, this team would win one because I just don't doubt that guy. I think he's, he's shown that he's a guy of action and uh, he wants things, you know, 
he's not okay with being okay. He wants to be great. And um, so whether, whether it's this year, I think what the bottom line is they knocked a peg down, and I think that's what you got to do. You've got you've to get guys in the playoffs and get them comfortable playing in the playoffs. And, man, I'll tell you what, with their full team to win four straight, that was really impressive. Tim, I know it's not the he's not the most uh, glamorous of players to talk about, but I want to talk to you about Royce O'Neal because I thought he had a very good series against Memphis, particularly games four and games five defensively. He actually did a nice job on, on John Morant. He shot the ball well. And I want to ask you about him because I think regardless of who the Jazz face, the Clippers or the Mavericks, regardless if he has to guard Kawhi and Paul George or Luka, you know, he's going to be extremely important in the next series. How important is it that he's playing well? Uh, I think it's really important they're all playing well, and, and Royce is no different. Um, I think we saw in the Memphis series, I think Royce kind of changed it. Um, you know, that first game was kind of an outlier. It just didn't have Donovan. Everybody was a little bit of a funk, and they, they nearly pulled it out. But I thought Royce getting hot um, and making a couple shots in every game, it was – you really can't put a value on it because it really is at that point you're – the team comes in with a game plan to really kind of slow Donovan, uh, not let Rudy just kill him at the rim. And, you know, and, and then, you know, you start dealing with, it, with Mike Conley. And um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Bojan Bogdanovich is starting to get you. And then, you know, you're, you're giving all the help you can off Royce and he makes three or four in a game. I mean, it's backbreaking. And I, I think the key is, and it's when this team has been great, everybody's just done what they do. And, uh, Royce is a as a three and D guy. There's no doubt about that. And I, I was really impressed with his state of mind. You know, it's uh, for him to to get some success in the playoffs, both with the team, but also individually. I think it's a big step for him. So Quinn mentioned after the game last night, Tim, about the spacing and the the good shooting. So my question for you is, from a coaching standpoint, what creates good spacing? Why is Rudy Gobert open down low? Why are the three-point shooters getting good looks? How does that spacing get created? Well, it's all, you know, when we talk about execution, it's, um, that's part of the execution. When, when they want you in the dead corner, uh, there's a reason for it. Um, you know, really the Jazz play with Rudy uh, rolling to the basket, and then they've got typically they've got a guy in each dead corner, and when I say dead corner, flat along the baseline, dead corner, um, and then, you know, free throw line extended or pro lane extended, um, and that, that's the way they play. And it gives everybody space, and it makes the defense really have to choose uh, to pick their poison. And we've seen it this year where teams have been hell-bent on stopping Rudy's role, and you just can't be – if the spacing's right, you can't guard two guys in one spot. And – that's why the spacing is so important. It, it is, you know, everybody playing and, and being where they're supposed to be. I mean, back in the day, Coach Majerus used to put um, X's on the floor for every guy's spot. And, you know, he used to he used the comment once that kind of blew my mind. He said, nobody appreciates the geometry of the game like I do. Um, and the game is very geometrical, and there is advantage when you utilize the spacing correctly. And I think we've seen when the Jazz do, um, like last night, and I think we've seen times where the spacing struggled. Um, but, you know, you can always kind of go back to the fundamentals and the basics, and spacing for the Jazz is really vital with the way they shoot the three ball and utilize Rudy rolling to the rim. 
Rudy, I thought, dominated Jonas Valanciunas, and maybe, you know, people could use a different descriptor there, um, but I thought he certainly came out of the series with the upper hand. Do you agree with that, I guess, and did, did that surprise you? I thought that was going to be a pivotal matchup. Um, you know, I, I felt like Rudy would get the better of him, but Valanciunas has done a nice job in his career against Rudy, and uh, mainly because he's just so darn physical. Uh, when he runs the floor, he's uh, he's a heat-seeking missile, man. He's looking for somebody to hit. And when he catches it on the block, you know, Rudy had to deal with him lower in the shoulder. and So there were just a lot of things Rudy had to get used to, and I think the physicality early in the series was hard for him. Uh, we saw foul trouble. And we saw maybe some re- retaliation. A couple of the fouls were not Rudy-like that we saw early in the series. And I think Rudy just grew uh, and understood, which he always does. I think he might be one of the more malleable guys I've ever seen. Who you can see the things that the team, the coaches are working on with him, and then you can see him put him into practice. Um, Rudy's, Rudy's taken another step this year. As good as he's been, I feel like he's gotten better and. So much of that has to do with the offensive end, uh, to me, because I think he's always been a staple defensively. But his ability to impact the game, I mean, like last night, we're talking about it after the game, and what did he end up with, Jake, 23 and 15? Something like that. I mean, just an absolutely crazy night. Um, And you look back at Rudy Gobert early on, and, you know, you're hoping that he could um, kind of hold down the defense and then whatever baskets he got were were, were a bonus. And it's not like that anymore. Um, he, he's going right into the fray. He's gotten better at finishing. Again, hats off to Lagarza, Jensen, uh, Snyder, Skeeter, all those guys that are working with, uh, with Rudy because it's just, it really has blown my mind being around the game as long as I have. Watching him develop has been really impressive. Uh, we don't know, Tim, what the status is of Mike Conley and whatnot, but can they get by without him if they need, if he's going to miss a few games or a game here or there? Uh, can Donovan Mitchell make up the difference? One thing we learned this year, um, when guys went down, you know, it's it's a cliche, but the next man was up. And they had to play that way a lot, you know, not early in the season. Early in the season and how they got their lead and maintained that lead was they were, they were probably the healthiest team in the league most of the year, but – Man, they, they felt in that last couple of weeks, you know, last month of the season, they were really trying to hold it together. And the thing that was impressive is they did it. Um, my thought is anytime you can do that and accomplish a goal um, and do it and go through something, and that's what they're going to be going you know, I don't know what the situation is either, but if Mike were to have to miss a game, they've done it before. And, you know, the onus at that point would be on Joe. I mean, Joe, Joe was a pretty quiet in the series, admittedly so. Um, you know, just did not really get a feel. But Joe's going to be really important in this run at some point. Uh, I think every guy is going to be. The one thing the Jazz have that they haven't had, you know, they've got it kind of in almost in um, in duplicity this year is they have a bunch of, of depth that we haven't seen. So I don't think they can win the championship without a guy like Mike Conley because I think that's – I think it's going to take everybody – but along the way, if somebody has to miss now and again, we've seen them deal with that, and I think that's that's positive. So speaking of Joe Ingles, as a coach, what do you do with a player who uh, is maybe is slumping a little bit and needs to find his stroke again? Well, I, I would probably, you know, not in college because, of course, you can't do this, but I'd take him to dinner. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd pull him aside, take him to dinner, and, 
and have a good chat. I mean, I think the, the one thing I've been really impressed with is whatever it is that, that um, ails these guys, the staff, in my mind, has done a nice job of addressing it. We've seen issues all year long, you know, different guys going through cycles of, of confidence and success issues, and that's just the nature of a season. Um, the guy who's probably the one that stands out to me is Boyan. I mean, uh, you know, there was a period in time where people were wondering if Boyan would find it again. And my goodness gracious, he's just, uh, you know, he, he's playing so well right now. So I think it's, it's again, it's not, it's not where you are or, or where you've been. It's, it's ahead of you. I think that's the, the message you drive home. And Joe's a pro. Like, um, you know, Joe's had success and disappointment. He's handled both. And I think he'll be fine. I, I liked hearing him almost self-reflect, you know, talking with DJ and PK, um, you know, and, and it's, it's true. These guys are, we forget it, but they're human. They go through stuff, ups and downs. And I have no doubt that Joe will be fine. I, I'm telling you, he's going to be huge along the way. Um, there's, there's a patent that I, I called it early last night and it was a, it was a dud, but. Uh, I think Joe's going to have a game that we'll remember kind of as a Joe Ingles game in the playoffs. You mentioned the excellence of Boyan Bogdanovich. He did have three turnovers last night. Don't hold your well, breath. Well, the funny thing, Gordon, is now we have the we have the Gordonometer um, in the studio. I mean, we had so much fun hanging out with you. Uh, I hope you come back sometime because I love when you're there. But, um, you know, Gordon, I told you Boyan's turnovers – Whereas they're just a little more unique than others. And last Don't night he had a beauty. He threw, he threw one. To, Rudy was just sprinting the floor in transition, and Boyan floated one beautifully to the corner, but unfortunately there wasn't anybody in the corner except for the Grizzlies bench. <laughs> and I started to chuckle, and I said, that one's on the Gordon meter. That's going to be on it. Um, Bringing that up tomorrow. Yes, he did, ha- he did have three turnovers. You're right. I will hey, give you that. Hey, that is a uh, fact. I'm kidding around a little bit on that, although I'm not. I uh, wanted to ask you about that. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. Why do, that why is do they so even OG, play him? Man. That is so OG. <laughs> so, Vivid Arena is going to be full capacity now. Uh, what effect does that have on a team, if any, Tim? Does it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we watched last night after the Jazz game. We flipped over to the Clipper Maverick game to watch the end of that as we did post game, and and I think partly because we didn't want to see Rudy just in a towel from the <laughs> waist up. You know, he's coming he's coming out with just a towel on. I think that's been made mention of a few times, and we chuckle at that. But um, the Mavericks game in L.A., you know, half that arena was cardboard cutouts, and man, it just took you back. It's so depressing. It takes you back to a time that I don't really want to have to remember go back to. Um, the, the life that the crowd brings is amazing. And the arena was rocking last night. I can't imagine packing it to the gills. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm thrilled about it. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a huge advantage. The, the, the arena here in Salt Lake's always been an advantage. My hope is we learn from what we went through this week and, we, we always just have a great advantage, but we're, we're kind. You know, we, I think you can do both. What's more likely, Tim, Dallas wins uh, one out of the next two or the Clippers win two in a row? You know, I am – I have a hard time – I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around the Mavericks being there, but 
I mean, at this point, I would say, you know, the odds are probably in their favor going home, chance to close it out. And uh, L.A. didn't look that great to me walking off the floor last night. It looked like uh, Rondo and Kawhi were maybe going to fist fight um, <laughs> after he took that crazy shot. Uh, so I, I guess the odds would probably be in the Mavericks' favor, but the odds have been wrong before. I still think it's going to be the Clippers um, for some reason. And um, and that might just be the fact that the games won't start, in, if that's the case, till Tuesday, and I'm kind of hoping for a free weekend. <laughs> so, Tim, Jake and I were talking about this earlier. I think it was off the air, Jake, uh, mm-hmm. when we looked at the statistics with Luka Doncic, and obviously he's a great player, but in that game uh, last night, he – uh, either scored or assisted on 31 of the 37 baskets field goals scored by the Mavs. Uh, 83%? I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, is How do you feel about one player having the ball so much of the time? Well, you just hope his neck is okay. <laughs> you know, if he's going to help carry that much of the load. Um, you know, I I would think that what that probably is 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 totally unique um, to a guy like Luca, who really does a little bit of everything and does it really well. The, the crazy part is not like he was um, new on the scouting report and that his tendencies were different than what they've been. He just is um, – he's that good. And it probably for the Mavericks um, is probably – you know, if you're talking about them going a long way, that's – probably too much for a guy to carry. I don't know that that can be, I mean, it'd be interesting to know what, uh, you know, Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or some of those guys, you know, what their numbers were. Uh, I would think 83, 84% is a little bit high to, to have some great success, but what it isn't, it's not high for a guy like Luca who just seems to like, I just talked about with Rudy, but he seems to add elements to his game. You know, the greatest thing about that guy is his feel his feel for the game is so pure. Um, it's almost unfiltered. He has the ability to kind of see things before they're going to happen. And then, you know, the, the thing that he does that's just crazy beyond just his passing ability um, is he, he's a tough shot maker. Man, he makes a lot of tough ones. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting because I think it's that's what you're looking at. You're looking at similar to maybe looking at what the Golden State series looked like, uh, where you'd have a lot of curry and uh, Jazz, you know, didn't have to deal with that. But uh, that, that's what it would be if it's Dallas. It's going to be a lot of Luka. By the way, that percentage for Luka was an all-time high. Right. Not yeah. a surprise. All-time. Yeah. Never been done. I, I, would say, I would say not sustainable. Yeah. It's a lot a long, on one dude, which is essentially, yeah. Gordon, I mean, you and I talked about it for several minutes, but uh, essentially what we boiled down to is that if you want to go all the way, you want to win the title, I don't know if you can saddle one player with that much of the the load. Yeah, I just don't know lot. if that's possible. It would, be, it would be akin to the pre and post situation right now. Uh, Jake's got about 84, 85% of the load, and he just drags me along for the other 15. That is so, so far from the case. It's a, it's, it's a rare, it's rare to be able to win that way, but apparently it works for you guys. Much, much like the big show, Tim, I just bring it in and out of break, man. 
easy. Well, he, he he did he did curse Mike Conley last Stop night. Stop it! Dude. We're not going to bring that up again. We're uh, not going to do we're, it. I, we're, I, we're, I just, we're having a perfectly rational. No, I just discussion. wondered what Tim thought about that. You know, because uh, you know, no, Jake, you didn't. Jake brings up the whole idea of Mike Conley with his hamstring, and then he uh, tweaks his hamstring last night. I, I said, "Is he playing like a player with an injured hamstring?" That's what I said. Yeah, but you brought it up. But you brought Donovan Zakel up earlier in the the Yeah, but he didn't get hurt. He didn't get but hurt. you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I did know it. You did and not. You, oh. And you keep bring and you keep keep bringing up Boyan's turnovers. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll, let me ask you. Breath. Let me ask you this, Tim. Would the Jazz be better off with a lineup with Boyan Bogdanovich in it or playing four <laughs> on five? <laughs> I'm going to go with Boyan okay. and his red feet. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Does love those red shoes. That is true. What's yeah. the deal with that? I don't know. Maybe he's comfortable in those shoes. Right. Because a lot of times it really doesn't match what he's wearing, you know. I don't think he cares. Apparently not. I don't uh, think matching's a thing anymore, Gordo. <laughs> Gordon's got a, like I grew a, up I grew up in kindergarten with gray animals. I just grabbed the hippopotamus <laughs> top, the hippopotamus bottom. I'd be good to go. He's still doing that? I got a little unicorn sewed in myself in here. <laughs> What's the most unusual thing you ever wear? <laughs> oh, man. Goggles, I guess. I, I, I just wear goggles randomly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, ever since Gordon has his sons-in-law competing for his affection, he has like an extraordinarily nice pair of shoes on every single day that managed to match like I, his outfit perfectly. I, I, I can't tell you how often I get comments people tell me how much they love my well, shoes. I tell you what, you got a, you got uh, something going there because your sons-in-law now know the way to your have heart. you got Jays on right now? Have you got Jays on? Yes. I have the, uh, yeah, I have the multi. I want to be, I, someday I want to be as cool as you, bro. I don't. <laughs> uh, you're the best, buddy. Thank you very much. See you guys. All right. That's our, our friend, wow. Tim. I didn't know Tim wore granimals. That's, that's news I didn't know. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.